2: Radio Network ninety five point one FM and AM seven sixteen Hawaii. I'm joined by G. Hey Wiley and Brandon Deutsch. G. Hey, how are you doing, my friend? Man, not as good as Stan Kroenke right
0: now. (laughs) Winning championships left and right, man. (laughs) Like, does this guy lose? I mean, first he gets you know the Rams now, and then he gets Colorado. Now he gets the the Nuggets. Like, I mean. Will the Rams win again? I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, Kroenke's on a roll, man. I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, congratulations to the Nuggets. They go, they deserve it. But, wow, Kroenke's
2: just picking winners. I know, but I will say, as a Premier League fan, the Arsenal, the Gunners, <laughs> that is this one team that has not won. So, they <laughs> keep talking about this uh, pro lacro- lacrosse league championships, which, you know, no knock on that team. But I'm like, listen, let's, let's get a Premier League title, but you 100% right, G.A., the Los Angeles Rams, the Colorado Avalanche, now the Denver Nuggets. It's all coming up. Stan Kroenke, Brandon, how are you doing? Your thoughts on the game last night?
1: Yeah, you know, it felt like an 80s NBA game, you know, like just defense. Obviously, I wasn't alive in the 80s, <laughs> but I, I have watched highlights, and it was very defensive-oriented. People were missing shots. I wish they missed shots like that in the Lakers series, Iraq. I don't know about know. you. know. No. <laughs> um, you know, if they played the series, they played against the Heat. That would have at least been a six-game series against the Lakers. Um, but, you know, they only shot about 30% from three the whole series. They still won. And that's the, that shows the tenacity of this team. And by the way, I'm just so glad that the Jokic hate can just stop now. I mean, the biggest knock, why yeah. they gave MB, MB the MVP, was he had no postseason access. What has MB done in the postseason, first off? And second off? Uh, the last time Jokic had Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., he lost to a, a Lakers team. That was really great. It was a great team. LeBron was still in his prime. That's the last time he lost. And they didn't have Bruce Brown or KCP on that team either. The bench players were a little weaker on that team. And they still right, they didn't have Gordon either yet. Or did they just trade for Gordon? I don't think they had Gordon yet. No, they didn't um, have
0: Gordon. I don't believe you.
1: Yeah, so they didn't have him yet. And he's been huge for them. What a win by the Denver Nuggets. Again, they're going to lose Bruce Brown, though. That's, that's what sucks. Um, you know, you guys are going to have to step up next year for them to run it back. In a stacked West, the East is so much easier. East is already going to be five teams. We know who they are. The West, OKC could win 50 games. New Orleans could win 50 games if they're healthy. You just don't know. And that's, I think, the big thing in the West.
2: By the way, a uh, really historically great playoff run by Denver. I know if you're a Lakers fan... You know you're uh, bummed your team didn't win the whole thing, but you know when you consider where this team was at the trade deadline, where they were uh, about a month out before the end of the season as the 13th seed below 500, they really did lose to the best team in the league, the best player, and um, and you know just to put that into context, they 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 go 16 and four, 16 and four during the postseason, 10th best playoff run, really putting them kind of in the same class, at least in terms of how they did in the postseason with the Lakers, Kobe Shaq back in the day, the Jordan Bulls and things like that. So, again, a historical run. It's always too early, but it's never too early for odds in Las Vegas, according to Circus Sports and the Superbook at Westgate. We have odds already, folks, for about the 2023-2024 season, and I'll read them off to you and get your guys' thoughts real quick. Of course, the defending champions are favored. The the Denver Nuggets at 5-1, followed by the Boston Celtics at 6-1. Milwaukee Bucks, 15-2. Los Angeles Lakers coming in at number 4, 10-1. Tied with them is the Phoenix Suns at 10-1. Philadelphia 76ers, 12-1. The Clippers, if they can ever stay healthy, at 16-1. Golden State Warriors, 16-1. And also the Miami Heat at 16-1. Again, very early GA, first you, then Brandon. I mean, I, again, I, you, you have to go with the defending champions. Uh, they, they they kind of went with, uh, you know, some of the top uh, seeds clearly this past season. But again, Nuggets, Celtics, Bucks and Lakers, your guys' thoughts. GA, first you.
0: Um, you know what? you You said it all. It's, it's healthy. It's being healthy I mean, yeah. and I hate to be so cliche and cause I hate that term, you know, if the Lakers are healthy, if so-and-so is healthy, but it is at the end of the day, the nuggets were healthy and they were able to, you know, just run away with like, could you imagine if every other team was healthy? Like we wouldn't be, ha- I don't know if we'd be having this conversation. If y- if Giannis was healthy, I don't know if we'd be having this conversation. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, may, ma- again, maybe it was their year um, I'm talking about Denver. Obviously, uh, I would love to see Denver run it back. I mean, I'm a i am aii feel bad for Jimmy buckets um, Especially the strife he had to go through to get here, but man, you just can't deny Joker. He's just he's He's the best he's the best player in the NBA He just yes, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna get a lot of heat for that but whatever like he just is There's just nothing that you can deny that he's he is the best um, yeah, I, I, maybe, yeah, I I want to say, man, even though the West, you say Brandon is wide open, I'm, I'm still sticking with Denver again, if all those teams, because most of the, these teams that you just mentioned have health issues. So if they can continue to stay healthy, then God bless them. Go well, nuts. You G- know, you I
2: know, give the, the Lakers a chance. No, no doubt. No doubt about that. Again, we don't know what these teams will look like, the trades, free agency and stuff like that. But I brought up the health with the Clippers just because, again, we, we really haven't seen, outside of the 2020 bubble, have not seen the Clippers healthy. Again, I mean, it's it's crazy that did this season, which we thought, you know, finally Kawhi is healthy, finally Paul George is healthy. Then we get to the postseason, Paul George is out, Kawhi plays game one, and then he's out. Uh, so, It'd be fun before uh, this tandem runs its course. One normal, non-bubble, non-pandemic postseason. It'd be fun to get Paul George and Kawhi together. But Brandon, your thoughts on the odds for next season?
0: Before Brandon goes, yeah. I just say just one thing: I've given up on that on this Clippers team. I feel Kawhi, you. And I'm, I'm, done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm over it. Don't care. I don't even care if they're healthy. Yeah. Don't even care if they're healthy. I'm done, guys. Let's let's mo- move on with these contracts. Figure something out. Yeah. Let's start anew. Uh like we're getting into it. Uh into a dome. I want to start brand new, going into into it dome. I just I'm done. I'm done with this team. Unless something amazing happens, I'm done. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> Thanks for letting me vent. <laughs> Uh,
1: dude, Jihei, uh, you're bringing up excellent points. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, if Giannis is healthy for most of the year, I know he came back in that series a little late. Maybe it's a different story, but I still don't think that Bucks team had enough offense to run with Denver. They were a defensive-oriented team, similar to Boston, and I don't think Boston, everyone's like, oh, if Boston was going to be in the championship, yeah, it probably would have gone six games, but Denver still would have won. Uh, you know, that's like the big, and guess what? Things happen. Things happened. A lot of things went the Lakers' way for the Lakers to get to the West Finals. A lot of things went the Heat's way to get to the East, fi- East Finals and the Finals. A lot of things went Denver's way to get to the Finals, right? Like, you need a little bit of luck. The Lakers didn't have luck the past couple of years, and then they finally got to the West Western Conference Finals. They got luck back their way. Davis played, like, 75 games. When is he ever going to play 75 games? This is including the postseason ever again, right? Like, I hope he does next year. Um, I like the Lakers odds at 14 to one. I call me crazy. I might be biased, but Darwin Ham's only going to get better as a head coach, um, assuming they retain Reeves and Rui. I, I and get maybe a vet minimum guy. I mean, they have their whole non taxpayer MLE. They didn't have that last year, twelve million. They could get someone very good with twelve million dollars versus six million dollars, which they gave Lonnie Walker, who's gone. He's he's going to get paid, and he should. I like Lonnie Walker, but he should go get paid. Um, I like them, and they're going to get the seventeenth overall pick, and they'll say trade it. That's going to be an impact player too. Max Christie will step up. Other guys are going to step up, and they'll still have LeBron and AD. So that's an excellent bet at fourteen to one when you. Got something, you know. I, in my opinion, I think bets to stay away from, like you said, the Clippers. Yeah, there's some value you can bank on health, but they've never been healthy, and they're cursed. They're a cursed franchise. I mean, DeAndre Jordan just got a ring, you know, like. Not Uh on the Clippers. And uh, so did Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson! And he was literally just Thomas Bryant, by the way, champion. Uh, (laughs) Asked to be traded for more minutes and ended up not playing, but got a championship. So good for him. (laughs) I've always liked Thomas Bryant, by the way, so I'm very happy for him. I think he is a good offensive player. Um, I don't love Golden State at 12 to 1. I think they're getting only older, uh, you know, unless Poole can figure it out. I, I mean, obviously, that's something to stay away from. Boston 13 to 2, stay away. Milwaukee 8 to 1 is probably decent odds, like GA said, because if they stay healthy, you know, they'll be in the mix. But they have a rookie head coach. Uh, I think Memphis is another one to absolutely stay away because we don't know the suspension yet. But 100%. Ja is, I mean, Ja might get suspended the whole year, half a year. I mean that team just is that team is getting incrementally worse every year. I mean they were in the second round now they're first round and I don't see them beating a team like the Lakers again. I'd stay away from Philadelphia at fourteen to one. They might lose Harden. New Orleans that's a team I'd stay away from too, only because it looks like they're going to trade Ingram or Zion for that third overall pick. They really want it apparently according to Shams Joms. Now maybe they can get away with trading just Trey Murphy and Herb Jones and a couple. Picks, but still, I mean, like, they're probably going to have to give up Ingram to get Scoot Henderson at three, because it's looking like the Hornets are selecting Miller at two. Cleveland at 25 to one, maybe, but they choked, right? Like, they choked uh-huh. in the playoffs. Like, that's a good team, but they choked. So, I don't know. Sacramento. I know Armando loves Sacramento. There we go. To one, but I think Sacramento's <laughs> going to heavily regress next year. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. There's not, I like the Lakers odds, probably the best at
2: 14 to one. Yeah, because, again, I mean, you could say you don't know how things are going to pan out. But if if you're confident that something's going to happen, now's the time to go. By the way, Vegas always, and GK knows this, again, because of people who know things. And like Insiders, I always track the futures bets before a big move gets made. I promise you, before a big trade, before a big signing, those numbers will move. So, listen, if, if, if you're confident that LeBron's coming back, if you're confident that um, that... Uh, they're going to make a move, and that they're going to win the whole thing. You know, now is the time to get them at you know either ten to 1, 13 to one, to so something like that. Uh, another big uh, topic of conversation following the finals was Nikola Jokic. By the way, I knew depending on when they would have this parade that this guy wanted to go back home. He loves Serbia. He loves his horses. He doesn't. I, I mean, I I would not be shocked if he's not at the parade. Now, I think there's been enough pressure. On him to show up to the parade. Their their parade is planned for Thursday. Uh, But it was amazing his reaction when he just wants to go home. He he just wants to be himself. His quote, following the championship, the job is done. We can go home now is classic. Um, Where does he rank? Again, when you look at the numbers he put up, historically great. I do think, uh, Brandon, and you've touched on this before, that you're right. I mean, like anyone who switched their vote from Jokic to Joel Embiid because they didn't want to give it to him for, for the third time or because of postseason, I mean... As this playoff progressed and certainly as the finals progressed and he now won the championship and the finals MVP, you got to be feeling like a moron. Oh, by the way, Mark Jackson, I think Mark came back out and said that he made a mistake. Like, I don't know how he made this mistake, but like he didn't even have Jokic on his ballot, which he shouldn't be able to vote again. Where do we put Nikola Jokic again? He's just at the beginning of his career. This is his first championship. Um, I I really think this puts him in the conversation. Top 20 all-time, top 25 all-time. That's rarefied air. But when you look at the numbers he's doing, statistically, Brandon, we haven't seen this before.
1: Yeah, statistically, he's the greatest offensive player to ever touch the basketball. We're just looking at, like, numbers. His true shooting percentage career-wise is, like, 70. His EFG percentage career-wise is, like, 63. And it's not like he's shooting... He's not shooting threes. He is, right? He's shooting tough shots, too. But the way he impacts, you know, his guys, getting them open at the center position is rebounding. By the way, his defense, we questioned it all year. It was better in in the finals. I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, he's a terrible defender. I mean, he's not the greatest, but he did a fine job. His scoring, everything. I think, Arash, you're absolutely right. He's obviously top 20. Uh, I don't want, you know, too much too much recency bias to get in the way, but I don't want to put him any higher. But uh, statistically on the path he's in, he's, he's on the path to being top 10 all time for yeah. sure. He just, you know, regardless of he ever wins another championship, wins a couple more MVPs, statistically keeps doing what he's doing. He's on the road to top 15, top
2: 10 all time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just been, a- I mean,
0: for me, he's already made. Yeah. yeah. For me, he's already made top 20. He, I think top 20, top 25 for sure, just on stats alone, um, just on what he's doing alone and he's done it three years running. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, this isn't like a one-off. This isn't like, this is the first year he's ever done it. And he's like, you know, statistically offensively he's, you know, this is the first and only year he's ever done it. This guy's consistent. He's not, he's not a flash in the pan. He's not somebody that's like never going to have these numbers ever again, I think. So, um, uh, post season numbers, season numbers, they're very, very consistent. So if you can have that and keep that going, you're top 25 for me for sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we have the end of the NBA season on Monday. We can see the end of the National Hockey League season on Tuesday. The Vegas Golden Knights have a 3-1 series lead over the Florida Panthers. They have the ability to close it out and win their first ever Stanley Cup at home in Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. uh, It's it's just going to be absolutely nuts down there. The cheapest ticket just to get your foot in the door, and you may not even have a good view of the ice, $1,400. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's... uh, it's nuts here. And by the way, it could be a big week in Vegas as the Oakland A's are still continuing their talks to get a brand new stadium in Vegas. We could get word on that this week as well. Um, G-A, I mean, they they, they really uh, laid a foundation here for sustained success. Again, first year, win the Pacific, win the West, go to the Cup Final, win Game 1, but then kind of, you know, things Fell apart, lost four straight to Washington. They've been in the hunt ever since then. This is, I believe, their fourth straight trip or fourth trip to the conference finals. This is now only their second trip back to the Stanley Cup final. But G.A., their owner, Bill Foley, by the way, makes great wine, uh, said up in six, (laughs) up in six, and everyone thought he was crazy, and it could happen tonight, G.A. Your thoughts on the run? By the Vegas Golden Knights.
0: I mean, I hate to disappoint their owner, but Cup and six, please. Gentlemen, sweet, baby. <laughs> like, this team is solid. They're just, they are just better. And also, I mean, kudos to Florida, right? Kudos to Florida. They're just like Miami. They, they were uh, there was an uphill struggle to get here for them, right? Um, Marsalt is playing out of his mind. Stone is playing like he's a the, the captain of all captains yeah. um, these guys came back from playing but like florida's playing bully ball this whole entire time or bully hockey i don't know if there's a term for it other than like in two um, <laughs> but they're but they're playing but that's how they're playing right and that's kind of how they got here as well and and again kudos to florida because i'm not knocking that whatsoever it's why we love hockey right we love to see you know gloves down let's go fight um, especially in the end when they can actually let them put their gloves down and fight, um, which has been the case so far. But they're just playing out of their mind. It's just you can just apparently see that they are the better team. So, um, again, not to disappoint the owner, but
2: you're going to win it in five, man. Well, by the um, way, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I did a bad job of explaining that. When they began the franchise before their first season, he said that within six years, Cup in six, Within six years, oh, six years, so, which okay. is by the way, like everyone thought he was crazy, by the way, he was almost right in year one. So, I mean, it was almost like, yeah, yeah forget six, you might win it in year one, but if they were to win it this year in their sixth year of existence, it would be a, an incredible feat. And again, you know, kind of just goes to show, um, you know, Vegas becoming a sports town, you know, it's one thing when you attract these teams and these events and build the venues it's another thing however if you build a championship team and that's what they've done here uh so um you know we'll see if it happens tonight i don't know when the parade might be i mean again the denver nuggets won uh on monday that their parade is scheduled for thursday uh haven't by the way ga they're doing construction for the uh the f1 race on the strip so Ideally, and I think that they still will have a parade down the Las Vegas Strip, it is not uh, what it used to be in terms of it's basically a construction zone. So that is unfortunate, but we'll see how that plays out. Real quick before we go to break, Brandon, your Angels or the team that you cover had maybe, not maybe, I think this was the most significant win of the season coming back against Texas. Can this be a turning point for this team?
1: Uh, absolutely. Firstly, Grant continues to get lucky, me referring <laughs> the, the, ar- the article to him yesterday. Um, yeah, no, but in, in all seriousness, this is a big series for them. They showed Moxie. They came back and won. Otani's been great at the plate. Uh, this is going to be a tough series. I still don't know if they can win this series, but they need to win today. They have, they're have they facing a relief pitcher for Texas. Bari is on the mound. If they win today, they'll be in a good position.
2: Yeah, I mean, just to... You, you you love seeing a team like that, seeing the pictures of Shohei, the expression he showed following the um, home run. Um, again, you saw him play in these big moments in the World Baseball Classic. You want to see him have that same success here. So we'll see if that happens. Let's leave it there for now. A lot to get into, a, a lot happening here in Las Vegas and Los Angeles. So we'll talk about all that and more when we come back right here on The Mightier. 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
0: We'll
1: be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
2: Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribunal on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, We just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii. Call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right. Uh, We would normally go out to the Circus Sports guest hotline, but uh, we uh, will just stay here and focus on the two big games, one that just happened Monday night, one that's happening Tuesday night. Again, game five of the NBA Finals happening Monday that's the end of the NBA season. The Denver Nuggets claiming the championship. But tonight, we have the Vegas Golden Knights playing the Florida Panthers in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. And the cheapest ticket, by the way, $1,400. You could also buy a pass for Hyde Lounge. I thought this was hilarious. $800. Uh, but there, there's no view. There's no view of the ice. You're, you're in the arena. You're in the arena, but no view of the, I see, I think we've talked about this because you would spend, you would spend a crazy amount, um, if your team was in the championship, again, a $1,400 cheapest ticket. What's the most you would play? You know, if, 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 if Duke was in a position to win a championship, what would you uh, spend? Here's the thing.
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm realistic, right? Um, Duke, North Carolina can't go for that much so yeah um, in in cameron so not just normally so for me um how much if i had a limited fund $1400 sounds cheap um $800 in high bound sounds like a bargain but um you you can also you can win that at the poker or blackjack table guys if you uh if you get a little lucky you can get a ticket for for that amount um how much would i pay i i think it depends on the circumstances i think if like let's say Coach K's last year and he actually made it to the final, I would do my darndest to get to that game. I would do whatever it took. Now, if it's like Shire's fourth season, I might watch it on TV. If somebody gave me a ticket, I would do it. Um, I think as as you get older, your expectations get a little lower and your fandom is like a little bit more realistic. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I would still pay... If it was just a ticket for me, nobody else is going. Or is this like I'm bringing some people with me? I'm bringing like all my fans with me, or whatever.
2: Well, I mean, I, I think just about you. I mean, I, I don't expect you to spend uh, over a grand on your friends and family. So, so just you, yeah, just I'll spend just fourteen hundred dollars
0: on me. Right. I, I spend. I you know what? I take that back. I would spend fourteen hundred dollars a ticket for me and my mother to go to to a championship game of my choosing. I would. I would spend that that amount. I'd probably spend like. 14 dollars $1,500 a ticket to go to a game with my mom. All right. But, but only my mom. <laughs> I don't know if I'd give everybody anybody else that chance. No. They wouldn't, um, yeah. I don't think that they would uh, enjoy it as much, I think, as my mom would probably enjoy it. So, especially the game of basketball, which is just her love. So, yeah, I'd spend that money, uh, again, depending on the circumstances. Like, if the Vegas Knights, which I'm sure for a lot of people that are from Vegas, um, and that was their – one of their first franchises their first pro franchises to come into vegas you know is up for a cup and that doesn't happen often or maybe it does for them i don't know (laughs) second time in six years that's pretty amazing um yeah i probably spend it I don't know.
2: 15, 15 at max. 15 each. Brandon, what what would you play? The 49ers are in the Super Bowl. Again, tickets for Super Bowl are, are more expensive. I mean, 1500 would would be probably very cheap to get a Super Bowl ticket. What would you spend?
1: nothing um i would rather watch it on tv i'm gonna save my money i don't have any uh, you know not a lot of money yet so i would uh i I would save all my money and just i look you get a better view especially watching football games on tv in my opinion hockey and and baseball and you know they're different but basketball you can also watch on tv if the lakers were in the finals i'd think about dropping a k but still I, i that might not even get you into the stadium so i'd probably just watch on tv and go to the parade angels yeah. that would be cheaper so i mean, exactly. like I, I i maybe hopefully i'd cover that but like i'm just saying like uh you know for me it that it, yes it's a great experience if i eventually am extremely rich possibly i'll consider it but i would never drop that much money when i got other stuff to
2: invest in and
1: pay for and stuff like that
2: spoken like a true old soul i respect that i i, I uh I, what I feel would you, you spend, there, well, yeah i mean it's it's a it's a tough question of, of course you know because i've been really fortunate over the past 20 years to be able to cover these events but you know i think you brought up a good point you know if you could enjoy it with a loved one you know what would you spend i think i'm a, along the lines with you um you know if my brother was in position to see like the cowboys win a super bowl he's never done that uh maybe i, I would spend something i just I and i told you guys when i went up to san francisco that divisional round playoff game and um you know I got tickets from a friend and I told my fiance I said listen we're gonna go up there I have no expectation that we're gonna win uh we were really lucky that we got the the uh, tickets and we made a fun trip out of it but I wouldn't have spent any money on it because I just had no faith in this team to win again when you lose every year since 1996 i i just expect them to disappoint me so i would want to be there with my brother but a part of it again the beauty of sports of course is that you just don't know how the game is going to turn out so if if in your heart of hearts you don't think you're going to win the game i mean you you spend fifteen hundred dollars to watch your team lose and so i don't know i i i think i would spend that just for the moment and the experience and all that good stuff but some of these teams that I root for, I I, I have no expectation that they're going to win. So uh, that that goes with the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, uh, guys, we, we I do want to get into a little bit about the uh, draft, because, again, as we close out the regular season for the NBA and the National Hockey League, perhaps tonight, the focus now is on the draft, is on the summer league. We've we've talked about this, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll certainly be talking about it some more, like over the next uh, few weeks. Um, Brandon, why do you think Scoot Henderson? Again, I think most most people had him projected as the number two pick. I think in your big board, you do have him as the number two prospect. Why has he, when I say dropped, I mean dropped from two to three, and really put some teams in position to trade up? to select him yeah
1: I, I think there's a few things at play here Roth. Uh, there's always the one prospect that team uh, evaluators overthink um you know there's a lot of smart people in the industry but there's also a lot of dumb evaluators uh you know that have just had terrible picks like no offense i'm just, just i'm not saying who i'm just saying there's a lot of smart people and a lot of smart people that make mistakes too i wouldn't say Anybody's particularly dumb, I take that back, because to get to that position, it's very tough to be a head scout, to be, you know, in the front office. But at the same time, they're looking at Brandon Miller's size, you know, he's nine. he's a 3 and P win, um, he can shoot, he's got a lead shot making skills, Paul George Light, and he's going to be an excellent NBA player. Now, I don't think he's going to be an MVP like Scoot Henderson or Victor Mbiniyama, two MVP candidates, I think, right away. But I think the Hornets specifically, and a lot of executives, by the way, agree with them. There's new reports saying that a lot of other teams would take Brandon Miller second. I think it's because of the lack of size of Good Henderson. They're concerned. They've seen Russell Westbrook's career and Derrick Rose's career. And, you know, I guess that's warranted, like, oh, could he end up the same way? Because he's kind of that same player. Very explosive MVP candidate. Can he contribute to winning? Has Westbrook ever contributed to winning? You know, with his style of play. Scoot's a little different. I feel like he is a higher basketball IQ than Westbrook he doesn't commit as many turnovers and he can shoot his shooting mechanics are a little better I would consider him more of a prime Derrick Rose but um I I I don't know some teams are just it's one of those processes they're overthinking it Jabari Smith Jr. was supposed to go one um until the day of the draft and Paulo Montero went number one right so it ended up being a good pick for Orlando so who knows? Obviously, number one is set in stone, but I think the Hornets do go Miller, and some team's going to get very lucky trading up for future possible MVP in Scoot Henderson. Yeah, I mean, I, also,
0: I, I, isn't it about the need? Is it also? Sorry to interrupt you guys, but no. also, isn't it about the need as well?
1: I feel like in the modern NBA, need is like less important now. And I I say that by LaMelo is a 38% three point shooter. Now it's not like he can't shoot so he can play off the ball. Mm -hmm. And Scoot is so dynamic at secondary shot creation and playmaking. He can play off the ball. Now he can't shoot from three that well yet. He's 28%. And they're obviously considering that Miller right away would be a better fit alongside LaMelo Ball. But if I'm drafting, I'm drafting on upside. I want two superstars. That's how you win in the NBA. You need a dynamic duo that are superstars. Like Jamal Murray, say what you want about him in the regular season. Postseason is a superstar. Like, you know, like I want those two guys. Now, Miller's going to be very good and he'll contribute to LaMelo. But will that team ever win a championship with Brandon Miller and LaMelo Ball? Probably not. Right. So Scoot could get you over the top and win a championship. For me, I only play for winning. What are we playing for if if we're not making the playoffs, not competing for a championship every year? And that's why long-term I have a very like revolutionist type of mindset. If I'm a front office person, like either we break it up, rebuild and get as many picks as possible to get that superstar. There's no middle or we, you know, we, or we're great and compete for a title every year. And I think Miller kind of puts it in the playoff contention in the future, but not championship.
2: Yeah. And and the big thing is I think, and I'd love to get your guys thoughts. I mean, I would never draft for need because this isn't a free agent that we're just signing to like a, a one-year deal. I mean, if you can get a transcendent talent, if you can get a, an amazing player, you know, don't say, well, we have our point guard and our shooting guard. So we're not, you know, like draft the best player. I've always felt that, but, um, you know, I think that the, the most famous story of this is Portland had their guard set, uh, Clyde Drexler being one of them and they selected Sam Bowie because they drafted for need, not the best player. So, um, G- I mean, do you agree with that? Would you, if you were the uh, GM of a team, would you draft for a need or would you draft, you know, the best player? I mean, I think it's situational, obviously,
0: but I mean, I'm all about um, draft baiting, to be honest with you. So you can pick this, you know, whoever the best person possibly is and maybe like switch up. Um, yeah. to get who you actually want. Right. So, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I think, I think it really, it really depends. It's probably why I'm not a GM, um, because that's probably the strategy that I would go with. Um, b- but, and, and again, it depends on this. Uh, it depends on your team, right? I mean, you know, all these guys that are getting the number one, two, three pick, uh, you know, didn't do, they have all the balls in, in there. So like I, they didn't have the, obviously none of these guys made the playoffs. Right, and they're, that's their goal is to try to make the playoffs or to try to win a championship um, in the next like few years, and that's why they're they've dra- they're high. So I just I think for, to answer your question, I would dra- I would probably draft bait. I would definitely just pick whoever the highest one is and see what I can get in the future for these um, for for that one particular guy, um, just in this particular draft. Um, just because there and are some some good guards out there and some good,
1: uh... yeah, yeah. And by the way, I wanted to add: Portland's in an odd position Arash, rush, and they have a lot of pressure on on them from Damian Lillard, and it's like you know he, they're pandering to him. They should trade him and rebuild and select at three. Scoot Henderson, like that would be the smart move. You have Anthony Simon still. Jaden Sharp showed a lot. You have a good young core. But no, they want to try and compete, and this is a situation where they will not even win a playoff series, probably, even if they get a Paul George or Brandon Ingram to pair with Damian Lillard. Maybe they win one. Like Maybe they win one playoff series, but I'm just saying that's a tough position to be in a rush because you don't want to piss off your superstar. But then, what do you trade the most loyal guy you've ever had to your organization? What does that show to the fans? right? So they're in yeah. a very tough position where they could get a transcendent player and build around him. They already have a great player, and you know they're they're in the purgatory, as I call it. It's too good to suck and too bad to win a championship. never good.
2: yeah, I mean it's amazing that dame has been, really been. Um, you know, talking about this publicly about you know, looking at some of these other players who have you know chased a ring and what that experience has been like for them and how he's happy to be in Portland at the end of the day, though. Um, he wants to win, there's no doubt about that. And and I just wonder if this is finally the year that, that, that both of their needs come to a head. A, the Dames need to want to compete, and I think you're 100% right, they're a good team, I don't even know if they, you know, they're a borderline good team that's, like, can they be a a playoff team or a play-in team? But they're not so bad that they're going to be in the Victor Wimbanyama sweepstakes. So, um, yeah, and then, so, if if you're Portland, you're like, okay, listen, let's hit the reset button. With Dame, we're going to be competitive. We're going to find a way to win. We may be the 10 seed at best. But like, let's actually hit the reset button. If you're Portland, Brandon, I mean, that has to be the move, right? I mean, I think to your point, like, yes, it's great to have Dame. But at some point, Dame, like, you don't want to just be the 10 seed. You don't want to just make the play-in or the playoffs. And we certainly don't want to just do that. Like, we got to restart this thing.
1: Yeah, I think they got a trade date I and mean, you can get so much for Damian Lillard, but not only could you get the third pick, you could get, a, who knows, two lottery picks. I mean, like, I know it's 31. You could get Jalen Brown, maybe, um, you know, reach out to Boston, although I, 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 there's reports Damian doesn't want to go to Boston and for reasons we won't get into. But a lot of players don't want to play in Boston. A certain crowd you're dealing with, certain organization. It's just a different type of team to play for. Yeah. Um, the fans are very passionate, very tough on the players. It's not something that I think Damian Lillard, him being so active on Twitter and talking to fans, not not something that would go hand in hand. Uh, you could trade him for... I mean, I know you're talking to the Pelicans about the third overall pick, but what about Damian Lillard for a Zion Williamson? Or Brand, not, not Brandon Ingram, but Zion hasn't played. Do you take that risk? Do you Do you try and get him even though he all the you know stuff that's going on with him right now i mean when he's on the court he's great but so is anthony davis right he's never healthy there's tons of avenues but imagine scoot henderson Shaden sharp um anthony simons and you trade nurkic and damian Mullard in, in a future pick and you get another young superstar i mean like there's so many options arash i think they they should go that avenue they won't though they've committed a dame for too long um, I think the fans deserve one playoff series before they break it up, and I do think they'll they'll hope hopefully get that next year.
2: Yeah, because if you're Dame, I mean, this is this is a conversation that you you have with him because to your point, uh, he's been so loyal to the franchise, he will never publicly demand a trade. So this is something where you go to him and say, "Hey, like, listen, I if you want to stay here forever, that's, you know, we can we can work something out." But at the end of the day don't you want to win? And I think for us to get to where we want to go, we have to reset as well. GA, it was kind of interesting, you know, when he brought up the prospect of going to another team and winning, he brought up other players who have tried to do that and have not succeeded. And he wondered if that was really the right pathway for him. I mean, if you're Dame and you've been happy with one franchise and you've only been with one team, I, get, I would imagine at some point you 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 do want to compete for a, a championship yeah
0: I, you know that it's like being stuck in a rock in between a rock and a hard place right like you really want you want that ring obviously or else why else compete you know you, you, not all of us are going to be like kuba gooding juniors um character and Jerry McGuire and just show me the money um majority of them you know want win a ring that's that's the end all be all goal um i don't know i mean i i would be i'd be torn because you know you definitely you put your heart soul and your everything into this one area your kids go to school there your your life is in portland like you made a life in portland so i don't know what he would do but i mean personally if it were me i think i would have seen the writing on the wall and i would have left a while ago um again that's just me especially the way that this nba this current nba has been going has been to migrate. I applaud though the um, the tenacity of staying. I do love when players stay because it, it's rare now. <laughs> so I, I love the fact that he's doing that. I love the fact that he's staying. Um, what I personally would do as a player, just I would probably, um, you know what, screw it, never mind. I would just stay, just stay, battle it out, figure it out, man. Like try try your your darndest to just be like, you know what. Win, win with me, uh, just try. Um, and if, if that's not the direction that they go in, that's not the direction that they go in. But that, that's probably what I would tell him just because I grew up with the old school mentality of you don't leave, right? Magic Johnson, um, Larry Bird, Kobe, uh, the, all these guys stayed. I mean, technically Michael left, but let's get real. He won all of his rings in Chicago. Exactly. So I would say, I would. I would say, I would say, I would not, I mean, look what happened when Pippen left, like granted, yes, they made playoffs and stuff like that, but you know, it just, I would say, I just yeah. fight the bullet, my guy, and just say, um, enjoy Portland, you know, and worse comes worse, not a horrible career to have, um, you know, if you do end up just being in Portland. So, and also I think that they'll, if they go around him, right, if they like build around him and still try for this one extra year, they'll make the playoffs. I can see it happening
2: yeah so, you know I I, yeah. I I think you know he's seen this from the other side he's seen a lot of guys chase rings and it not go his way And he's like listen i'm not leaving the situation that i have here the home that i've built here the family that i've that, that i have here just to chase the ring somewhere else and, and but by the way you may get to, come to a point where you, you you don't think that that ring will be as as satisfactory as it would if you had won in Portland. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy.
1: This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.